You are listening to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast. I am your host, Deetta Rohde. On this podcast, we talk about being vegan from the perspective of being healthy. And we take a deep dive into being healthy in the other areas of our lives, like relationships, money, and mindset. The ultimate goal is to be whole and to experience joy in our lives, not just our eating. So we look at both practical and spiritual ways to experience optimal health. The main thing to remember is that nothing in this show is meant to replace medical advice from a trained professional. I am sharing my experience and the experience of my guest. Please use wisdom and take what you feel will work for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone. How has your week been? This week for me has been absolutely amazing. The weather has been crazy, though. I will say it's sunshine on some days, and then it's been snowy. Right now, I have some snow outside. I'm pretty much held up in the house, but it's okay. I did get out this week and I got some exercise in and I got some wonderful news. I had a doctor's appointment this week and I was able to get off of blood pressure medicine. So this vegan lifestyle is paying off. (laughs) I'm very excited about that, but enough of about last week. I always like to give you a recap. If you want to hear more about my transition off of medication, please feel free to go to the Grown and Vegan YouTube channel. Um, But I want to get into this conversation today. I'm very excited to have my first official guest on the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. And I can't wait to bring her into the conversation and introduce her to you. But before I do, I want to get into this topic. Today on the on the podcast, we are talking about being single on Valentine's Day. And this holiday is coming up within the next week. So since I am single, I wanted to talk about this holiday typically made for couples from a single person's perspective. However, since this is a show about healthy living, I want to also tie it into the health aspects of single life. And honestly, before doing this podcast and researching this topic, I never really thought about, you know, the different aspects of, or the health aspects of being single before. But I have information for you that may kind of change your mind. But I have been officially single going on four years, which is hard to believe in itself. And that is a whole other topic, whole other podcast, but (laughs) single for almost four years. And since I have been single, I have seen an entirely different side of things in the way that people view you as a single person and the way people react to you. In many circles, you know, people tend to feel sorry for you if you're single. And to be honest, there are some single people who feel sorry for themselves if we're real. But I will admit, I've had my moments, you know, um, there are moments when you do feel that you feel that it may be better to have someone around. But then there are those moments that 
you enjoy, at least for me, enjoy that singleness. But an article I recently read on healthdigest.com, it's got me thinking about the single life in a totally different way. And it, this article, it lists 13 reasons why it's actually healthier to be single. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the reasons here, but I do want to share a few with you. And I'm going to link the, excuse me, I'm going to link the article in the show notes so you can go and read that for yourself if you want to. And you might find many of these surprising, but these four, I'm going to share four of these with you. And I am very interested to see what your reaction is to these different points. But um, reason number one, while it may be, why it may be actually healthier to be single is that single people exercise more. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, number two, single people have a larger social circle. The article cited Mayo Clinic in saying that having more friends actually boost your happiness and you are less likely to have several health problems like depression or high blood pressure, which my blood pressure did go down. Um, older adults with rich with a rich social life actually tend to live longer. Number three, single people get more sleep. A survey by the Better Sleep Council said that 63% of couples reported sleeping better alone. I don't know about that either, but <laughs> this last one is what really got me. And I was very surprised at this, um, but it said that um, this this health benefit actually is it only applies to single women. And it's, it's more specifically, the article said that it, it cited a gentleman by the name of Howard S. Friedman, who is a psychology professor at the University of California. He actually told CBN News that single women tend to live longer than married men. And women who leave unhappy marriages live longer. The article also quotes Paul Doran, who is a behavioral scientist and professor at the London School of Economics or London School Economics, as saying the healthiest and happiest population subgroup are women who never married or had children. Can, can I get somebody to just like drop a few bombs? Because for me, that's like a bomb. And Joe said, I, I want to, you know, I want to bring you into this conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I want to bring you in before things get out of hand, because I feel like I just dropped a few bombs and I'm, I'm anxious and interested to see what your reaction is to those statements and how you feel about that. Um, honestly, I'm not surprised. I don't, I can't say that I agree or disagree. Um, I've been in relationships. I've been single for long periods of time. Um, 
The only thing that I can say for me personally is that I do not get more sleep as a single person. <laughs> I mm. get less sleep. But other than that, everything else is true um, for me. At least that has been my experience. And then um, and I can't attest to living longer because <laughs> I'm still living my life. And I do mm-hmm. hope to one day get married. But um, regarding um, just a social circle um, working out, um, just personal habits. Yeah, uh, they are for me easier to maintain as a single person because I'm solely focused on myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it doesn't surprise me. I just don't know how valid they are in terms of, you know, speaking for the population. Yeah. I thought that it was very, um, I mean, it's encour- it can be an encouraging, you know, some encouraging information to kind of boost a single person. But as a single person for myself, personally, I don't exercise more, but I didn't exercise when I was, you know, <laughs> I really didn't exercise that much when I was married. So I don't know where they're pulling that from, but I can see how you just have more time, I guess is what they're saying. Yeah, you have more time to just focus on yourself. So if fitness is like a goal for you, then you can prioritize that. It's not that you can't prioritize it in a relationship, but let's say your partner isn't someone who is very active either. Or let's just say, um, you know, you're trying to juggle time with them, time with yourself and those other careers. Sometimes it's hard to, fit it in and make it a priority yeah because yeah and so yeah when you're single like everything that centers around you and your life you can choose what is a priority right and you know this article it did talk about on the flip side for um men actually marriage benefits them you know they live longer if they are married as opposed to women living longer if they're not. And I've always heard that, and I personally just don't agree. I mean, even if you go back to, like, creation, like, Mm -hmm. women were created for men to be their help me. It wasn't the the other way around. So Mm -hmm. I can't say that I disagree or find that surprising either. Because I've, I mean, even just in my own family, of, of women um, who've been married and either divorced or their husbands die, they have lived and they chose not to remarry. They have lived long, happy lives. And when I would talk with them, they would always say, "Oh no, I'll never do that again." <laughs> oh, happy about I can do bad by myself. <laughs> I'm doing better by myself. Oh, you know, I'm my. happier by myself. So. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) That's so interesting. Well, you know, when you think about it, as you did bring up creation, how women were made for the man. So it's like the woman, it it almost seems like she's capable to deal with things alone, but the man needs her to flourish or, or whatever, you know? That that could go a lot of different ways. It it's really could. It's a very loaded um, statement and concept. And it's such a personal thing. 
Um, but I do find uh, just from personal experience, just even with my parents, like I think my mom would fare well without my dad if something happened to him. Um, I think my dad would be fine, but I don't think his life would be as um, fulfilling and uh, just organized and Mm -hmm. simple for him without my mom. Yeah. 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 So it it is a loaded question, like you said, but I was just surprised that that um, it did encourage me somewhat. But um, as far as the sleeping aspect, you did mention that <laughs> if you do better, you you don't sleep as well. Um, well, not that I don't sleep as well. Um, I'm I call myself gifted with sleep, so I can get. Um, <laughs> it's just that because I'm a sociable person and I I'm outgoing anyway, and I like to stay busy. When I'm single, like I am out, I'm not home. Oh, I, okay. I'm socializing. I'm working. You know, I like to have multiple jobs and streams of, of income. I'm also a night owl, so it's nothing for me to stay up until two or four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. because I'm doing stuff and I'm just enjoying that that downtime when I can really focus on myself and focus on what I want to do versus being on a time clock or having other commitments or obligations. Whereas when I'm partnered with someone, especially if they're a morning person or they're more um, regimented with their sleep, it's like, well, you know, if they're going to sleep early, even not living together, it's like, well, you know, I enjoy that time we had together so it just makes just sitting around not as meaningful so I'm like well I might as well go to sleep so then I can be up and ready to enjoy the next day with that person or I don't feel as tired or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. so for me on a personal note yeah I sleep more when I'm in a relationship than I do as a single person Okay, I can see that because mm-hmm. I have my sleep schedule is horrible. <laughs> I don't have, you know, with no little ones around and right. I get up late and get up late and just <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like what's the incentives like why go to bed? Like I'm I'm cranking out work or I'm enjoying a movie or it's like mm-hmm. who's gonna suffer except me? Like what is it gonna take? I just, I'll just adjust to make sleep fit my needs. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that article opens up, you know, it's a good introduction into this topic. You know, we are talking about being single on Valentine's Day. And I wanted to bring you in, Josette, because I have, you know, I met Josette for you guys listening. I met her in Florida when I lived in Tampa, Florida. And I, um, I always admired her approach to being single. I really, (laughs) yeah, I was newly single and didn't really know. And still, to be honest, I don't really feel like I have this single thing together um, because I have spent um, most of my time not even thinking about a relationship. But now I'm starting to think towards that type of life, you know, dating, different things like that. And I just want to understand it better. (laughs) 
so I've, I've seen you from afar. I like your approach. You have more of a positive mindset about it than I've seen in other people. And so I okay. wanted to bring you on today and just talk about, um, you know, talk about that as we are pr- approaching Valentine's Day, even from when I knew you, you know, before you you celebrated Valentine's Day instead of mm-hmm. avoiding it and being afraid of it or whatever. So I'm interested to know what when did you start to make Valentine's Day a special occasion for you as a single when you were single? Well, I, I think it wasn't so much I made it special for me when I was single. It has always been special for me. Like Valentine's Day is truly my favorite holiday. Oh, wow. Um, As a child, I think it was more so Christmas, of course, because, you know, I'm getting gifts and receiving gifts. And, you know, I love holidays in general. But then it's like as I got older um, and really began to, like, give a lot of times more than I would receive, I really love the idea of being able to just give for the you know just give to loved ones and growing up my father you know uh, being in a house full of women my mother myself and two sisters it wasn't like valentine's day was about them it was about us so we all got something for valentine's we all got chocolates we all got a card or a special love note written by him we you know for the little my sisters and i we all got stuffed animals and then as um even as I got older and we started dating, my mom and sisters and I, we still would celebrate Valentine's together and go to dinner and be each other's Valentine's Day. So I never had the point of Valentine's Day just being for couples. It was you celebrated with the people you love. And so once I was single, it was like I would try to sit around and mope like other people would because I'm like, okay, I'm single again. Um, I'm with single women. You know, no one's excited about Valentine's Day, so I'm not going to be excited too. And it just never felt right. It was not natural for me. I'm like, I love Valentine's Day and I love people. And it's like, why does it have to, you know, be about your significant other or your partner? I'm like, I just want to show love to everyone. And so that's how it started, really, with my single journey um, in Valentine's Day. I went to dinner with a group of ladies. We had a great time. Some of them I had just met for the first time. Valentine's Day was coming up, and we just decided to get together and go to dinner for Valentine's Day. And we all got dressed up, and a lot of us, you know, wore our red or whatever. And, And we had the best time. And I was like, as long as I'm single, I want to continue this tradition. And that's what I did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, that That's powerful because I do, it, it brought back, back a memory to me because when I was younger, I remember my father would give us chocolate, you know, give me and my sister chocolate and um, a card for Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm. it still did not grow into my adulthood to where I valued Valentine's Day in a in that way. And I love this perspective. I love um the way you view that. Oh, thank you. Because, yes, because that that just gives a whole new meaning to 
and I feel like as singles, because we want that partner, that husband, that wife so bad, it's like we just love Valentine's Day. And we make more of a deal about Valentine's Day than most couples. Like I met so many couples who don't even celebrate Valentine's Day. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, every day is Valentine's Day. And I'm like, please, I don't care if I'm married. Like, I want to celebrate because I'm like, this is a time to be extra. Like, everything mm-hmm. is targeted around just loving and expressing your love top tier to the ones you love. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for me, <laughs> I ha- I guess I have to give a disclaimer for anyone I would date in the future my birthday comes on the day after Valentine's Day and I expect gifts on both days (laughs) absolutely (laughs) gifts on both days sir okay so what are some examples and you did mention the dinner and you kept Uh up with the tradition with the women but what are some other examples of how you have celebrated Valentine's Day as single um, so like I said, uh, the dinners and for a while we would do restaurants, but restaurants would be so crowded and um, you would have like these hour waits and if you didn't make reservations, you could forget it. So one year I had um, one of someone I knew from my hometown, he had started a school and he had become a chef. And so I hired him to be a private chef for me then for that night and I had a singles dinner at my home oh wow um, it was like and you know he was there cooking and preparing the meal for us Mm -hmm. I had games um I did like a wine pairing for each course it was fabulous the ladies had a great time um one year I took my mom's sisters a cousin and a friend we went to Savannah for Valentine's Day and I told each of them I said get a gift it's not for anyone in particular I said just have a gift for another lady and we're going to pull names and exchange gifts and then we'll all go to Savannah we'll shop, we'll sightsee we'll go to lunch and have a great time wow (laughs) and recently since I moved I don't have that social circle yet I've just been sending like Valentine's Day cards to loved ones like, I'm getting ready to send some out to my family and they'll have, like, a little gift card in it and a special note. And I just oh, make it a point to pick at least one person to show love to on Valentine's Day. See, this is why I asked you. <laughs> this is why, because honestly, I haven't... Now I'm getting ideas on how to show that to my family, to my daughters, and just mm-hmm. make because I wasn't you know that wasn't emphasized for me and so not anything bad to anybody but just it just gives me a new perspective on this holiday and how to make it more um you know for love it's it's really a time for love I don't know the history of Valentine's Day I didn't take the time to research that but really um you know to me it just listening to your story, it just helps me to feel more encouraged to just take that time to show love, especially at this time. You know, right. with everything right. going on in the world, we need a little bit more love. 
And it doesn't take a lot. Like Christmas time, everyone has their list and their expectations and they want, you know, you, you're trying to outdo what you did the year before. But with Valentine's Day, like like I said, last year I just sent out cards, nothing in it. It was more like I'm thinking of you and it made so many people's day. You know, sometimes just putting chocolates on people's desk at work. And it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't have a Valentine's Day, you know, for this day. And I was just dreading it so much. And just to know someone thought about me, like, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, a couple of dollars. And it literally makes someone's day. And they go home appreciating the box of chocolates or the car and that someone thought of them versus sitting there focused on the fact that they're single and they have no one to go to dinner with or you know gloat have load on them for valentine's day mm -hmm. so yeah. what do you think about women or men i don't know maybe <laughs> sending yourself flowers have you ever done something like that of sending I yourself flowers? flowers today <laughs> well, i was in the grocery store and i saw some flowers i'm like oh and they were like five bucks i said oh i'm gonna get those i do it okay. all the time Okay, yes, because mm -hmm. I love roses. Mm -hmm. And so that may be something I do for myself um, for this holiday, for this Valentine's Day coming up. Absolutely. Like, what's the, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things we talk about and then we don't practice it on the one day that when we should go above and beyond self love, self care. And then Valentine's Day come and it's like, boo-hoo I have no one else to love me like love yourself send yourself flowers buy yourself chocolate I would not recommend going out to dinner like that will kind of affect you <laughs> to see couples yeah. out on balance but you can have a nice dinner with some candles at home you can run a nice bath I mean and you know have your drink of choice or whatever. like you can really go all out yeah I'm special you know, I've even bought myself like special 90s for myself and just took extra time caring for myself. The bubble bath, the like moisturizing, doing my hair, maybe doing my makeup. And then I just sit up with some candles in my favorite movie and a nice dinner and enjoy myself. I love that. Girl, mm -hmm. yes, yes. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired. Okay. Oh, well, I'm glad. Thank you. And you know what? That when you mentioned that self-care aspect, that brought something up for me because doesn't that um, set the standard for the person that you do end up being with or, you know, dating the type of person that comes into your life is the standard that you have set for yourself? One would hope. Um, you know, it's like, they say you, people treat you the way you allow. Um, and I used to be very big on, I got to teach you how to treat me. I got to teach you how to love me. And God really had to deal with me on that. Because um, sometimes you have to give people grace and patience, even in that. But if you love yourself, and especially just having that relationship with God and Christ, like where man fails you, which they will do time and time again, you already have the love of self and the love of your creator there. And, you know, even family and friends to supplement that. And I think that's something that's the biggest disappointment is to sit around all those years as a single person. And this has happened because I've, you know, been on a lot of dates. And then you meet someone thinking, oh, they're about to go all out for Valentine's Day. And they're like, I, that's commercialized. 
I don't celebrate that holiday. So oh. now you're sitting around disappointed and upset with someone because you want them to make a big deal because you've been sitting around single waiting. And then it may not even be that big of a deal to them. Mm-hmm. And you're putting these unfair expectations on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true as far as not making somebody else pay for something that maybe you had in the past or or whatever. Right. Because, I mean, we have so many holidays and a lot of them aren't, like, that is the biggest thing about being in a relationship. Like, you can meet someone and be like-minded on a lot of things, but, okay, what if they don't celebrate holidays the way you do? Is that, like, a deal-breaker for you? Is it something that you force? Is it something that even matters? Well, <laughs> I think those are questions that I think need to be di- would need to be discussed. Right, with that individual. But it, I guess what I'm trying to say is so many times we put so much weight on things and add this importance to it. And then my biggest thing with single women is don't wait for a relationship for something that you can be enjoying now. Mm. You know, so I always encourage women, if you want a house, buy your house. If you want a car, buy your car. If you want to travel, travel. Same thing with Valentine's Day. If you want to celebrate Valentine's Day, celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. You don't need a significant other to celebrate a holiday. Yeah. So this brings up a question. And see, all of these are bringing up more questions for me. Oh, really? <laughs> so when you say, when you say, and I love it, because when you say, you know, don't wait for the relationship. Do the thing now, basically. Mm-hmm. How does how do you feel as a man? Not how do you feel as a man, but how do you feel men may feel um, regarding women who do all of these things um, on their own? It it can be a problem. I've been with men where it has been very intimidating. I've been with men where it has been very frustrating because I'm like, look, I can do, you know, I was really bad and I didn't realize I was like beating my chest. I'm like, look, I got my own. I do for me. Like, if you can't step up and match or do better, then what do I need you for? Like, why are you here? And again, that was something I really had to deal with me on. But I will say, I don't apologize for my experiences. I don't apologize for where I am because everything I have and where I am with the help and grace of God and support of my family, I've done on my own, not with a man. So Mm -hmm. my mindset is any man that comes into my life has to add to my life. But I've had to learn what that means. So that means support, joy, love, respect, not celebrate Valentine's Day, not buying me flowers not taking me to date night every week not that I don't want those things but sometimes that's just not possible or it's not realistic and it's not that those things can't come in time but those used to be like flat out deal breakers and I would not even engage a man because like I would literally be on the first or second day like do you celebrate Valentine's Day they're like, no, I'm like, uh, uh, no, I can't. Like, it's just over. I'm like, well, let me make it clear. If we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, this relationship isn't going to work. And then, yeah. you know, Valentine's Day come around and they have like a little stuffed animal 
and like you know some store-bought flowers and I'm upset and I'm like you can't even go to the florist so then it's like even their effort is <laughs> <enough for me. laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness I'm not even going go into my Valentine's experiences because I really don't feel <laughs> I think I have one that may have been over the top and that's probably it uh-huh I, I mean I've been fortunate to have some really amazing um Valentine's Day with you know previous partners but I've also had some where I was like Mm, you know, we're gonna have to try again <laughs> next year if you make it because this is like a strike. You know? Whoa, whoa. I, like I was that person. I've I've come along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think in my my thing is kind of emerging. I haven't got to the point of dating yet, but just emerging out of this. This whatever I don't know if it's a cave or whatever you want to call it. It's not a, a really. change of minding, changing your mindset. Like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think of the fact that you know I need someone. I would feel that I would need someone that could deal with me being strong. I actually want to get to a certain place financially and everything before I connect with someone. But what I realized is that I think that a partner can pull out things that we think we're awesome. We're awesome on our own, but I feel like partners can actually pull things out of you, activate you into new gifts and new levels of things. So it's like that scripture about sharp iron sharpening iron mm -hmm. type of thing. I'm thinking in that term, in those terms, is that something that you consider? Like, that's what my mind is going toward that, you know, I don't need you to come in my life and rescue me or, you know, buy me things or whatever. Those are nice. But what I'm looking at is purpose. Right. A um, purpose it's so funny you say that. Um, I do look for a purpose partner, but I think a lot of times, especially in the Christian community is like like we're looking for that and we want it to be right there in front of us mm. like, like you're just going to automatically know that your purpose what your purpose is with this person and maybe so I, I can't attest to that because I'm not married and even in my present relationship like I don't I don't know what the purpose is you know in terms of like a kingdom mindset because I'm not even you know, in a ministry or anything like that. And then when I was, because I've just moved and with COVID, I haven't joined a church yet, you know, like in the physical. Mm -hmm. But even when I was in the church, a lot of times there weren't any single men. So <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, I have my purpose in this church, but what if I meet someone and his purpose is somewhere else? Or his purpose, you know, and we always, I don't know, like, that's something that is a, um, I feel like you have to really seek God about. And even, hello. Hello. Okay. Okay, we are, we are back. Sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened with the, with the connection. But you were mm -hmm. explaining about how there's not that many men in the church right I'm now, so. That has just been my experience. I have not, and I'm not saying like I'm just out here in the world looking, but 
for me personally, when the churches that I've joined, a lot of times there aren't many single men. And even the ones that are there, like sometimes they're too young. Sometimes they're much older. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they may not be the, they might not be the the person for me. Yeah. And so um, when I look at purpose, you know, I always, I try not to put that at the forefront Mm -hmm. because I'm like, you know, that has to come from God. And Mm -hmm. so as I'm getting to know someone on a personal level, I'm seeking God about everything else. And one of my prayers has always been like, God, protect my heart as I go through this. And God, if this isn't the man for me, if this isn't my husband, and sometimes I don't pray that right away because sometimes I'm just, I just want to date. I just want company. I just want to have fun. <laughs> but if it ever gets to that point, it's like, okay, God, if this isn't the man you have purpose for me, remove him. Mm. Okay. And, yeah. and that's how it has been for me for many years. And mm-hmm. it's, it's always hurtful and devastating because I'm like, Lord, I thought it was the one and God, is there anyone? And then I have to go back to, okay, where where does my faith and my trust lie? You know, mm-hmm. and, and can I continue to have a fulfilling and purposeful life? And then, you know, sometimes you always want to see how things play out, especially if that person moves on and gets, it's like, God, why? But then as God reveals other things in my life and manifests other things in my life, it's like, okay, I see why that person wasn't right for me. I see why that didn't relationship didn't work. That isn't the path that you had me on. He like that person couldn't continue with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess too, and we are we do have a little bit um an age difference, I guess, too, as far as the approach. But what you were saying about the the ages and the men. I see that as well as far as I'm in my 50s and, you know, a lot of the the men are younger. Uh (laughs) And what's so crazy is that I don't think about, I don't think of myself as fit in my 50s and I don't, you know, um, that's unfortunate with the, with the age groups, because I look at some men that might be my age or a little bit older and I'm like, ah, (laughs) I don't know about that, Lord. I can't see myself with certain people so that's the challenge with the ages and and the different things like that but it's interesting to hear you say that as well with us having that difference in age you know because I'm saying feeling the same way mm-hmm. you know because for my age group yeah I'll be 40 in June and for me you know especially being single for as long as I have like I have a very youthful spirit, you know, spirit and mindset. And um, I'm also, thankfully, I don't look my age. So I'm always approached by younger men. But my biggest thing is, okay, do they want children? Sometimes, mm-hmm. If they do, um, not saying I don't, but I'm like, well, how many and how soon? You know, I don't <laughs> want, <laughs> you know, my age. Maya, you know, it's a, it's a whole question mark right yeah. now, not just about if I can, but do I even want to? And then right. my biggest thing is I want to grow old with someone. If I'm already at a point in my life where I know I'm trying to scale back, why would I go get somebody young? And mm-hmm. And even if they're not, you know, out there partying and doing whatever, even if kids may not be a priority, they they can still change their minds, especially with men. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, yeah. I've always been the type of person of like, I know where I'm going. I know the path I want. And I know I can foresee myself down the road 10, 20 years from now. I want a partner that when we pair up now, we're thinking 10, 20 years ahead, 30 years ahead, and mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Right. I'm not looking for someone we're going to figure it out down the road or find ourselves in the middle. Like, that's not me. I don't yeah. want somebody I can just be a roommate with and like, oh, we cool and we get along and we can do It's way more to that. Like, I always think about perfect, like you said, purpose, legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what will God be pleased? Will God, you know, because I think a lot of times it's like, well, God has joined together. Let no man put it. And a lot of times we think of it as outside forces, but a lot of times it's internal. We're mm-hmm. our own, we are our own detriment to our own relationships. And it's because yeah. we haven't put the thought into it. We don't understand and respect marriage and covenant and what that means and what really goes into the transitions of life. Yeah. That impacts how secure and stable and lasting your marriage will be. Yeah. And I think that people, you know, at least for me, what I've learned through this process of being single is the attraction. It has to go deeper than the physical. And I have to, you know, I have this whole list of things and I'm not going to be one of those women, you know, women have their list of what they expect. It's not that I have a list of what I need in someone. It's that I just have conversations that we need to have. Right. And I had a whole list of things and I had the first list I ever made. I had like a hundred things. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And then I reduced it to like 70. And I promise you, COVID, I was like, Lord, as long as they're employed, they love you. <laughs> and it got all their teeth. Oh, I can work with <laughs> Not that they had their teeth. COVID. That was important to me. That was, that was important to me. I mm-hmm. was just, I mean, the loneliness of COVID. Right. <laughs> that whole shut down it, it it really put a lot of things into perspective because people and i don't feel like i had to learn the difference between being picky because i'm like oh because everyone would say oh you're so picky you're so picky you need to lower your standards i'm like i will never lower my standards and i but then i had to realize for myself like it wasn't about me lowering my standards but it's just like I said, the whole Valentine's Day, it's like what what really matters at the end of the day? What is going to be those things that will allow me to partner with someone and be able to have a healthy, lasting marriage mm, yeah. that will honor God and prayerfully build the kingdom as well? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. This single thing. It is. And, I, <laughs> it's a lot. and what I learned, it's it's so personal. Like, you know, I, I always told people, I'm like, I am the poster child for uh, getting information on marriage and relationships, all the books, all the conferences, and, you know, preparing for your spouse and, you know, leveling up so you can meet your partner and be the... I was on all of that, and I kid you not, come, before I relocated to where I am now, which was last year, 2020, well, not last year, it was 2020, the Lord spoke and he said, and this is part of the reason why I haven't joined the church yet, because 
specifically for because I moved October, like the end of September, beginning of October 2020, and I wasn't well. So I was focusing on my health and I had been in prayer and going into 2020, the Lord spoke and he was like, I don't want because my biggest thing is anytime I move somewhere, I'm like, I got to find a church. I got to find a social club. I got to find some friends. I got to be out. I got to be busy for God. And I got to, you know, keep mm-hmm. myself busy because I'm single and when I'm married and settle down, I can't be doing all this. Stuff. <laughs> and that has always been my mind. <laughs> yeah, the Lord was like, I don't want you to join the church. I don't want you to join anything. I don't want you to go out of your way making friends. I don't want you going out of your way maintaining friendships. I want you to enjoy your family and loved ones and focus on your health. And that's it. Mm. And so, and I, and I was so nervous. I'm like, well, God, what? Like, I don't want to need a fresh word. And the, the Holy Spirit was really like, you got enough to sustain you. Wow. Lean on that. And yeah. that's what I did. And I think it was the most vulnerable and most human time in my life. I, because it was like, I didn't just go to God to be going to God. I wasn't going to God for great, or I wasn't going to God for vision and, you know, what's next and dealing with this situation. It was literally like, God, I'm just having like a really bad day right now. Like, I just need somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. God, I'm just going through some. And and I was like, God, what is this? And the Lord was like, you need to learn. You need to just be a student of life. Like Mm -hmm. my whole life being a preacher's kid, I've been surrounded by church and the word. And it's like, you just don't know how to be human. Mm. (laughs) Like everything is the Lord this. Because he had to teach me about grace. Because I went through a a relationship a couple of years ago move really fast. I thought we were going to get married, had the venue and the date and the dress and ring, everything picked out. And the Lord just kept dealing with me about him dealing. And I just go back and I'm like, God said this about you. And God said you need. <laughs> and finally, I just got to a point because I'm like, Lord, I'm about to lose my mind trying to hang on to this to me. Yeah. And yeah. I threw out a fleece and I said, God, if he does this, I'm done. And I was like, and God revealed that thing so fast and it crushed me. Oh. And I don't even think it was a good six months he had married someone else. And I was, And it wasn't like a cheating situation. It was mm-hmm. just he him not on. being forthcoming about really his kids. And it was just very devastating because I don't have any. So marrying mm-hmm. someone with children was a big deal for me. And I was like, God, I don't understand why. And why did you allow me to you know, you were supposed to protect me and present. And the Lord just showed me, it's like, I protected your heart, but I allowed this to happen because you needed your heart broken. Mm. <laughs> he was like, that was the only way I was going to be able to get your attention. He was like, you can't continue to pray for a, a husband with the heart you have. You are, it was like, because the guy would always, he's like, you're so self-righteous and you're so this and you think, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And God really began to reveal some things to me about my heart. Mm-hmm. And for months, I was going around crying, literally, like, I thought I was a good person. I thought I was a good person. I love God. I go to church. I try to do everything right. But it was just things like pride and, you know, mm-hmm. I can be independent, but you don't throw it in a man's face. And having humility and having that softer side and my tongue, 
yeah, very mm-hmm. disrespectful and learning how to have respect and things like that. And so I went through that like 2018, 19. Then I relocated in 2020. And so for this year, it has been, um, 2021 was a very um, challenging year, despite what it looked like on social media. Because um, I just post happy. And that was even something because I was very big on encouraging women and and before 2021 hit the end of 2020 um, the Holy Spirit was like don't post anything Mm. don't post anything and so I just stopped posting for a long time and Mm. then going into 2021 the Holy Spirit was like just post moments so that's why I went from sometimes I post a meme here and there but even those don't get the traction it used to it was like don't take advice don't give advice unless I lead you to do it Mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's where I was and the Lord was teaching me like you got to be a student of life you got to learn how to um, engage with people on just a natural level everything mm-hmm. can't be so spiritual and so deep and so like there, like that is the main focus but there's more to life Yeah, and I could do that with everyone but I couldn't partner with someone to do that Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's like everything got to be right. Everything got to be perfect. Everything has to be exceptional because, you know, we're going to go out here as this amazing couple for the Lord and they got to look a certain way and we got to. And oh, I would I would be driving men off. <laughs> I can admit it. I would be driving men away. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can just imagine, you know, with that part, um, and maybe I need to talk. I may need to have a brother on the show at some point just to kind of get a different perspective, because, I mean, we're not men. So I don't know what, what how they look at that. But I can just imagine I've put some people through some things of pressure, uh-huh. you know, expectation yeah, exactly. and pressure. this ride. And I think that men shut down in those types of re- environments and absolutely you can't get them to give you you know, they don't articulate, you know, women are more typically in touch with their words and, you know, we could just break things down. And <laughs> right. Just like, hold on, let me get some air. Can I just, you know, yes. jump in at any time? <laughs> and, and it's something I still struggle with, but I can say for myself, I've come a long way. And older women, you know, the wiser ones, they would try to tell me, you got to be kinder. You got to be softer. You have to be more patient. And I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, I'm it. Like, I make good money. I'm educated. You know, pretty nice looking person. You know, highly intelligent. I'm a people person. People love me. Like, they're getting the whole package here. That's how I felt. <laughs> so I'm like, they better respect this and appreciate ah! it. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it looked like my my situation took divine intervention. <laughs> and I'm telling yeah. them, like, you don't want that. Like, you just go ahead yeah. and start yeah. working on yourself. <laughs> Focus less on your partner and the marriage. Focus on yourself. That's why I'm big on the whole self-love and self-care. And it's beyond, you know, losing some weight and putting on some makeup like work mm-hmm. on your heart <laughs> right I mean that's what I've I've seen that you know it's it's more than the mani patties and all of those mm-hmm. care is really something that's internal so as we wrap up Joe said this has been amazing I almost feel like we could do a whole series on 
this single single life <laughs> and all of these yeah. things. But as we wrap up, what would you, and you've really kind of given some advices already, but what advice would you give to a single person, whether they're male or female around this holiday? What are some things you would just last minute things that you would give to someone around this holiday? I would tell them to enjoy it or not. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a day. So if you want to celebrate Valentine's Day, celebrate Valentine's Day with the ones you love. It doesn't have to be with a partner. And if you choose not to or it's too overbearing, do what you normally do. Go home, go to work, come home, cook your dinner, have a regular day. <laughs> like it's not a mandate to celebrate Valentine's Day. And then just with life in general, this isn't... Um, me, but something I was listening to a series from the late great Dr. Miles Monroe, and one point he made that has really stuck with me was that he said, "Being married and being is no better than being single, and vice versa." He said they're just different. He was like, "You can have joys in both, and you can have sorrows in both." And so he was very big on enjoying your single life and your journey. Because whatever you're looking to find in a partner, like you could be sorely disappointed mm -hmm. because you, you can't guarantee there are no guarantees. The divorce rate speaks to that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. That's very true. Well, before I end this podcast, I want to leave everyone with this final thought. And this final thought is going to be a scripture from the famous love chapter in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 13. I do encourage you to read this whole chapter, but I'm going to pull out verse number eight, which is a strong and loaded, powerful verse. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. In verse nine, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness, come, completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And yes, I read more than one verse. I read from eight to 12 because it's so good. But thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Grown and Vegan Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for another great episode. Also, visit grownandvegan.com to stay connected and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And check me out on Facebook or Instagram.